Um, as is our t- tradition, our custom, we as a church take one Sunday a month and we have invited someone from our church body, our church family, to come forward and share their testimony. And really what that is, if you're not familiar with that kind of terminology, really it's just their spiritual story. And so that's what we asked this morning Lenny Picard to do. Lenny, where are you at, Lenny? I know you're here. There you are. Come on up, Lenny. So Lenny Picard, he and his wife Donna have been attending here for the past four years, three years, three years. They live down in Ben Salem, and he's active downstairs in the Sunday morning Bible study. So you guys welcome Lenny up here to the front with us, all right? Wow. <laughs> um, I'm kind of nervous, so I'll just take this slow. Um, I've been asked to give a story, a testimony, and um, over the years I've looked at all of your testimonies. I've been reviewing them, and they're, they're just amazing. They're absolutely amazing. Um, the videos and people coming up sharing. Um, and um, I would like to say that I have a great story, but I don't. I, I just have Jesus. Um, when I was little, I was one of those kids who just fell in love with the Lord, and I've grown up that way. I started my, my, we were, my family was Catholic. We were raised in a Catholic church, St. Matt's, over in Mayfair for most of my life. <laughs> and, um, and it was out of that that I began to search for the Lord when I was a kid. So it wasn't like a big deal when, when the Lord really called me. And uh, so I just would like to go over, I'm just going to read it off because I'm so nervous, okay? Um, so I have a wonderful wife, Donna, who's over there, and I've been, we've been married for like 41 years. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I blew that one. <laughs> um, so we were raised in a Catholic church, and it was great. My father was a Marine drill sergeant, um, and my mother was a work-at-home mom. And my dad would... Um, if, you've got, if you know Marine drill sergeants, <laughs> you didn't get m- away with much. You really didn't. And so we grew up in a house where yelling was pretty common. And uh, I became very quiet because that's the way you deal with it. That's the way I dealt with it. I would shut down and just be quiet. And I became that quiet person who sits over in that corner and doesn't say a lot. But um, the Lord has really been good to me. So um, over the years... Maybe I should say this first. My dad was uh, the, uh, he was the uh, Boy Scout troop leader at St. Matt's Catholic Church. And one day, uh, someone complained and said that he wasn't doing a good enough job. He was running the Boy Scout troop as, he was running the Boy Scout troop as a Marine. (laughs) (laughs) Which meant that you had uh, drills, you had drills, you tied knots, you did everything normally, and you definitely went on, you camped every month, no matter, even in the bitter winter, we camped. So, um, and then somebody complained, and out went my dad. (laughs) Well, lucky for me, and to really to be the the best part of my life, and one of the greatest part of my life, is that about 12 blocks down the street was uh, St. John's Lutheran Church. My father was told to leave the Catholic Church, and he said goodbye, and he walked up to the Lutheran Church, who was down the street, and they said, wow, we need volunteers. You are the man. So 
But my dad didn't really know what he was doing, or he wouldn't have done it. <laughs> because when you're in, a, when, when in the Lutheran church and you're a Boy Scout, you have to go to the Bible studies, and you have to go to all kinds of other things, uh, retreats and stuff like that. And I was just blown out of my mind. I had never heard the gospel before like that. I, I knew the Lord. I was like, wow, Jesus, this is great. But, but this is amazing. This is, a, this is just cool. And so I started going to Bible study at a Lutheran church, and I was a Catholic. Get that? And my father didn't know. I would sneak out. I would sneak out today at night, especially on Wednesdays, and uh, I would go to hymn sings, and I would do everything that I was not supposed to do as a good Catholic. So uh, the Lord really just kind of moved me toward the gospel, each step moving me closer and closer and closer. And it was, it was just great. Uh, one thing about hymn sings, um, which hymn sings were great. Um, I didn't go to the hymn sings to learn hymns like the ones we were doing here. I went to hymn sings to meet girls. See, see, hymn sings were cool, and everybody was on one side. All the girls were on one side, and all the guys were on the other side, and every month it was at a different church. And I had never really gone to hymn sings because I was a Catholic. I never knew hymns, so... So that happened, and the boys would sit on the other side and learn hymns, well, try or pretend, and they would look at the girls on the other side. And so that was part of my life and part of growing up, and, but it also it brought me closer to the Lord. Each time, each, each time something happened, it brought me closer to the Lord. And then in 1974, before I graduated from high school, um, one of the young ladies <laughs> at the Lutheran Church, asked me to go to the Jesus People New Testament Church of Philadelphia, which was, the Jesus People were in the vogue, they were really, it was a really exciting time to be alive. The Vietnam War was on, kids were going, uh, I was signed up, I was supposed to go out, but I didn't, um, because I promised, I asked the Lord, you know, like, if you, please, Lord, if you just don't, if you don't send me, you know, if, if I, uh, I'll serve you for the rest of my life, and, uh, Sure enough, uh, the war ended in that year, 74, and my number was never called. So I never got to do anything <laughs> except thank Jesus. Um, I really appreciate that. So we met in Germantown in 1974 on Christmas morning or Christmas evening. We had an evening service. It was super cold. Um, and I went forth, and I accepted Jesus. So everything that happened from the beginning of, the, you know, when I was a Catholic and I was being raised, and we prayed, my mom prayed, everyone was always praying, up until 1974 was a lead-up to that point. And um, so 1974, I accepted Jesus. I went up, and I continued to go up week after week after week. And then one day the pastor said, why are you coming up every week to accept the Lord? And I said, well, I thought that's what you do. That's what we do in Catholic Church. We go every week. We go to communion. We go this. We do that. We, every week. He said, oh, he said, son, come off it, man. He said, you know, you just, you can't do, it's just once and done. You're, God's got you, man. Just give it up. Man. Like, whoa, thank you, Lord. <laughs> now, so here I was thinking that, like, it was kind of like a communion kind of a deal. You would go forward every week. Every week you just go forward and get your sins cleaned and ask God to forgive us, you know, kind of like you do, you know, in, in Catholic Church. And, but it, do, it, didn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It really works out that you ask, you ask Jesus to come into your heart, and he does, and he loves you, and you get it. 
and you don't have to go back, okay? It's once, it's done, you know. Uh, so that was the cool thing that I learned. So a year later, uh, we were in the Jesus People. We were uh, a small, oh gosh, 100, 100 kids, 100 teenagers in, in, in a little church in Germantown. It was just amazing. There were, real, there were miracles going on. People were coming, coming to the Lord all the time. It was a great place to be. And uh, so a year after that, I decided to get baptized. And, of course, it was like a Pentecostal church. So, we, so we, they rented another church that was in Germantown, and it, had a, it actually had a warm bath. You know, like you went down and you got submerged and you came up the other end. It was great. It was so cool. It was still freezing cold, though. <laughs> it was just amazing that I ever made it through it. But, um, and that was pretty cool. That was really neat. So that was 1975. I got baptized, accepted the Lord 74, baptized 75, and then um, met my wife, Jesus People, New Testament Church, got married. And um, soon after that, we, uh, years went by, and we were, we were at um, Calvary Chapel, Philadelphia. We, we, we actually kind of went there all, all the time. <laughs> Uh, the Jesus people had gone, gone away and disappeared. Um, and there's a lot of questions about that, why it happened. But, but it was a time. It was a time of revival. A time of revival that I wish and I'm hoping and praying that will happen again. Revival is so cool, especially for America at this point. So that is my prayer, that that would happen again. That whole revival thing would happen. And um, so that went away and, and it cooled and um, we cooled. <laughs> we were cool. So, um, so after that, we landed up at uh, Calvary Chapel, which um, I served for about 16 years as, um, as a, 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 a worship leader for little children. Yeah, not, not big deal, but uh, it was a good it was so cool. It was just so cool. Uh, I worked with children from first grade down, and first graders, um, first graders at uh, first graders lose their imagination. They start thinking differently at the end of first grade. First grade down, they have a great imagination, and they are awesome. They are just so cool. So it was no problem for me worshiping with them, teaching them new songs, doing dancing, all kinds of stuff like that. And I did that for a long time. And I thought, oh my God, this is just. This is this is a miracle. This is like a mind blower because who would pick me? Like when when they asked, they they it was like it was like a line, and everyone steps back, and you're left standing in front. <laughs> they couldn't get anybody to lead the kids, and I was like, oh my god, what am I doing here? So um, my best friend uh, Jimmy Fredericks, he was there, and he asked me to come on and to start leading worship, and. Um, Soon after that, he died of cancer, and, um, and I was left alone. Uh, so so um, for the years after that, I, uh, I just led worship with the kids, and I talked to them. I led them to the Lord, and I was so blessed. More than they were blessing me, I was absolutely blessed. Uh, so I don't know where that puts me. <laughs> So that brings me to um, when the ministry ended. Um, we were moving on. Things were changing. Videos were coming into play. You didn't really need a live worship band anymore. The band was amazing. Uh, first of all, because I don't really play that great guitar. And second of all, I don't have a voice. 
And third of all, if I do have a voice, it usually ends after I've been screaming and shouting with the kids for like 45 minutes. And then my voice just disappears. But we had a great band, and the band was going, it was actually, it was going different churches, and we were playing for different kids, and we were doing puppets and ministry and all that stuff, and it was just amazing. And and then it kind of just, I guess with the videos coming in, it really didn't need uh, a live band anymore. So I got laid off. <laughs> Did you ever get laid off from your church? <laughs> it's, like, it's like, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. But God's got a plan. God's really got a plan, and he used, and he did use, and he continues to use everybody involved, no matter where you are, no matter who you are. And that's the really cool thing about God. So, um, so looking back on my life, um, I just shared with you about my wife. I have one child, uh, Ian, who uh, was a youth director at a church for a long time, and, um, and now he's on his own. I, I don't know what he's doing, so I'm kind of sad about that. But I keep praying, and we keep praying, and we're trusting the Lord for that. And then I have two grandchildren who we constantly pray for and we love, and we don't get to see them that much. Um, but again, that's we've learned to trust the Lord, and we've learned to give it into God's hands. Okay? And um, I told you I'm married for 40 years. <laughs> So that kind of says it all. It's not like a big deal. I mean, it's not like huge, like God got you, you know. I, you know God didn't do that for me. He just kind of led me quietly uh, through the years, and uh, he has led me here. Uh, so we, we, after the ministry was over at Calvary, we, we searched and we searched and we searched, and we came across on the website a little church called Crossings. Uh, which is an amazing church. So we came here, and uh, I came here first, and I was here for like three months, and, and I, I, I told my wife, hey, Don, you know, that I'm really going to this church. Would you like to come? And she came, and she fell in love. She fell in love with the people, all you guys, uh, and she fell in love with everything that the church is, the friendships, the women's ministry, which is just absolutely amazing. The women's, are, the women's group here is so cool. <laughs> so, and um, I got to eat pancakes. <laughs> what can I say? Uh, the men's ministry is pancakes and other stuff and guy things. And um, since I'm quiet and kind of subdued, I, I tend to shy away from that. But hopefully a little change that. <laughs> so um, so I, I wanted to thank Scott, first of all, for reading through all this stuff, drafts and redrafts, and um, for just working with me on this. And then secondly, I wanted to thank Pastor Tim, who has just been such a blessing to me. And um, all, the, all the other folks. Now, because I'm so quiet, you might not even notice me, but the, the Lord is so awesome. He's just so cool. So I, I'd like to end um, and not take in too much more of your time. Scott asked me to give you a scripture, and um, so I didn't have a scripture, but I have a book. It's a very boring book. It's Nehemiah. <laughs> and, and if you've ever read Nehemiah, you're like, wow, what is, what is he talking about? But in chapter 3 of Nehemiah, all the people came together. And it's a very long chapter. It gives you the people's names, what they did, where they were, and what they were doing. And it goes, it starts, they're building the wall. They're building a wall around Jerusalem again. They are building, rebuilding the city. And God 
goes through each person. He knows them by name. He tells you what they're doing. And then he, and he goes from one part to the next part to the next part of the wall to the next part of the wall, all the way around. And he gives you a description of what I think is the first church or the first time that people actually got together in a group and were called to do the Lord's will and to do the Lord's work. Up until that point, you had a lot of people on their own, like Moses and David. and They were all out there. They were single people. For the first time in, in the Bible, I think, um, you see people working together. Uh, men, women, priests, uh, goldsmiths, military guys, you name it. Everyone was there. And God walks you through those people. And even though it's a very boring book and it's very boring in, in that it's just names, uh, it shows us for the first time that God was really thinking about us, our church, our local church, the big church, the world, you know, and what, what we are, okay? So, um, so that's it. It was a picture of the real church, if you can see it. We could add our names that to each. We could add our names to that chapter, chapter three, because because as the people of Crossing are working together for the Lord and building the kingdom of God, all of us have different functions, and different talents, and everyone is working together. And this is one awesome church. Okay, so to end, I I guess I wish I had a miracle story I could tell you that something great happened to me, but. The, you know, nothing did. It was just Jesus. Jesus happened. And that's great enough. That is really great enough. And, and I have a simple prayer. If, if you're here today, it's, you're not here by chance. It doesn't work that way. God brings you here to hear. Get that? Oh, wow. <laughs> so God brings you here today for a reason. And, and that reason might be for you to hear about the Lord and to give him a chance to get into your heart and get into your life and to start loving you. And uh, so I would just like to end with, there was a, a really old hymn, <laughs> and it's my favorite hymn, and it's called um, Softly and Tenderly. And the words are pretty simple. It says, um, Softly and tenderly Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. And it says, See on the portals, He's waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. And it ends with this beautiful phrase, come home, come on home. And so that is my, that is my plea for you today, that if you're here and you don't know the Lord, that you would come home. So thank you.